Hi, I'm Sammy Shulman. I'm Josh Siegel. I'm Yoni Pruce. And I'm Aaron Kirkpatrick. And welcome back to the Floater Podcast Conglomerate. Today, we <laughs> are doing our first football Wednesday watchables and our first real sports game watchable where we're all together. So it's a few um, first landmark milestone firsts. Sammy, I just want to say, I don't know about you, but it felt better hearing uh, Josh's name and Yoni's name in between both of our names. It was weird yesterday. Oh, was it a Sammy Shulman? And I admit, yeah, that sounds weird. Right? Yeah, yeah that's that's not right. Exactly. That's what me and Sammy said. We spent a bit of time talking about that. The majority of the pod was just that. But like, And I had said right after, don't worry, they won't listen. And I guess I was right. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'll listen now because I want to hear it, but I haven't listened yet. Huh. Mm. 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 All right. So, yeah, we're doing a football rewatchables. We're doing the 2014 NFC Championship between the uh, Seattle Seahawks and Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Yep. So that's right. You guys said you had stories of where you were watching this. Yeah. Well, well, Josh and I have a tale. It's more of a tale than a story. It's more. It's more of a tale. So we were at. (laughs) Just repeat what I said. He did we my have, thing. We had a basketball game, and, like, I don't know when you got there, but I remember we... I feel had, like I watched the first two and a half quarters before yeah. I leave, or something so, like that. Right, so I left right around the end of the third quarter. I saw the fake field goal um, touchdown. I remember watching that. And then when we're pulling into the parking lot, Morgan Burnett gets the interception with five minutes left. And I'm like, oh, this game is over. And I sort of push it from my mind. I play my game. And then at halftime, I'm getting ready to check in for the third quarter. Yeah. And the guy at the scorer's table goes, holy shit, the Seahawks won. At halftime? Yeah. Well, halftime of your basketball game. Yeah. And I turn around and go, what? And the guy's like, yeah, they came back. And needless to say, I was not very focused during the rest of that game. Also, I, I was. We, we weren't in our usual gym. We weren't in our usual gym. And so there was a lot going on, and then they dropped the Seahawks bombshell. It was just yes. too much for our eighth grade minds to think about Seven. it. Seventh. Seventh. I said it first. Yeah. To think about it this time. <laughs> I was I was very confused as to how the Seahawks had won, how they had won in overtime, because it was a 12-point game. Right. And I, uh, I, yeah, that's true. It was. I was just like, that much happened in five minutes. It. There was a lot going on. And then, and then you there at was... an airport, KP. No, I was not at an airport. No, I mean right now with that whatever noise that was. No, a car must have drove by my house or like a truck. Yeah, it was a weird noise. There's yeah. construction down the street. Um, but yeah, th- that Josh, was... you know you missed Maryland's birthday yesterday. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. Josh, how many states are mid-Atlantic states? Sammy and I want to know. And is New Jersey considered one? Yeah. New Jersey. All right, good. So we're not the worst mid-Atlantic state. Yep. We're the six. Also, isn't Delaware worse than us? It's no, they debatable. Don't have tax. They don't have the tax. thing about Delaware is better. it's small and it smells, but it's it's kind of a nice place. Rehoboth Beach. Like it, they pack a lot into that small Delaware thing. Also, state. it's the first state, which like yeah, Josh, at a certain point that matters. And they, they do have Joe Biden. So, this yeah. is a politics-free pod, you son of a yeah. lawyer. Son of a, Delaware, son, son of a lawyer. You, you belong in New Jersey. Actually, it, I Okay, that's too up. far, KP. That's not okay. <laughs> that was a little rude. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I you guys see that finally because of Corona that you might have to start pumping your own gas in New Jersey? <laughs> I just think that's so funny that's, that that's what... That's okay, funny. but we should probably move on from talking about beautiful Chicago's New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that KB um, knows that joke. <laughs> yeah. I know of it because of how many times you guys have made it. Yeah. It's a classic. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'll give my, I wouldn't say it's a tale or a story. I'd say it's a, a blurb of where I was during this game. Um, down in Miami with the family. My grandma lives around South Beach. And there used to be this burger place called Burger and Beer. Obviously, I didn't enjoy the beer. But, but you drank it. No, no. Like, I didn't enjoy... No, I did not drink it, Sammy. Oh, that was confusing wording. I That's fair. Um, So I didn't drink it. But 
my dad and I were at the game, and going into the game, I wanted the Seahawks to win solely because I thought it'd be cool if they went to the Super Bowl and won back-to-back. That was my logic. I wasn't, like, the uh, most intense sports fan at the time. I more watched just for the enjoyment, not about the actual game itself, I guess you could say. Um, but I guess my highlight of it was I, to this day, and my dad remembers it too, so it wasn't just me making it up, but I called the onside kick, touchdown, two-point conversion. I didn't call the overtime win, but I was like, they're going to go for an onside kick here, they're going to convert it, and they're going to get the touchdown. Seems... That that's my story. It was it was just really fun because there was a ton of Seahawks fans in Miami for some reason. I didn't really understand it, but there were. Well, because Miami's on the complete. It's like a mirror thing. Miami and Seattle do it. That's why there's a lot of Patriots fans in Arizona. It's the same logic. Oh, there's also a lot of Redskins fans here. Arizona or or Forty Niners fans. Don't worry about it. It's hard to explain. It's like a Raiders. And no, the I, Baltimore I, thing. There's a lot going on there. So Yoni, it's like <laughs> no, I don't, I don't need to know. I don't need to know. I don't need to know. <laughs> it's if you diagonally mirror the United States, Yoni. Samuel already explained it. I'm just, I'm just wondering why why the Patriots fans aren't in LA. Why Arizona? What do you mean? Because it's diagonally mirrored. Yeah, but diagonally. So you don't get it, do you? Nobody get it. LA and New York. It's it's the two LA teams and the two New York teams. What don't you understand? I'm so confused right now. All right, all right. That's fair. I see what you're saying. I didn't get it until you... It's okay. It, it, there, it is funny how it's, like, really like that, though. But it's okay. We're moving on. Anyway. Moving on. So, setting the stage for this game, um, the Seahawks defending champions sort of had a slow start to this year. But winners of what? 10 of 11? 10 of 11, 7 straight. Coming Eight with points the number, per game? Yeah, Number again, number one defense in points and yards. Um, Packers were also twelve and four. Seahawks at the tiebreaker. At this point, we're just at peak Aaron Rodgers. He's firing on all cylinders. He won MVP. Um, well, he was at, actually he was hurt though. Yeah, we, like he had been hurt. He, he had a yeah. calf thing, but and he was a little bit gimpy. Yeah, but he, he won crap. MVP. He had a great receiving core. Um, Randall Cobb set career highs and made the Pro Bowl. Both him and Jordy Nelson had over 90 catches and over 1,200 yards. That was um, the also, year Devontae Adams. Yeah. They also and, had one of the best offensive lines in NFL history. Yeah. And, I mean, and really, the, like, you just look at the Packers starters, everybody on this list could be a Pro Bowler at some point in their career. Yeah, oh, I yeah. made I made a list of guys in this game. I can just read it now who will at the very least be considered for the Hall of Fame. And it's a lot of guys. It's Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, David Bakhtiari, Josh Sitton, Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, Doug Baldwin, Michael Bennett, Bobby Wagner, Richard Sugarman, Cam Chancellor, and Earl Thomas. All I don't agree about game. Doug Baldwin. Right. I'm, I'm not saying like – And Devontae all those other too ones. early. Well, just, Devontae Adams. Well, no. It's, it's just – it's I not, know what you're saying. It's not like saying. Uh, these are Hall of Famers. It's just guys who will be considered and were very notable players of this era. But literally yeah. everybody on the Packers offense in terms of starters was probably a Pro Bowler at one point. I can't tell you for sure. Except I don't know if Eddie Lacy ever made. Well, no, I'm talking about like their starters. Yeah. Um, and so it's Aaron Rodgers, Eddie Lacy, Kuhn, Adams, Nelson Cobb, Bakhtiari, Sitton, Lindsley, TJ Lang, and Bulaga are their official starters. Because you, it's like three uh, pass catchers that you put on your starters, yeah. and those were the three for this game for them. Oh, got it. And this is pre-showing up to training camp out of shape, Eddie Lacy. He rushed for over a thousand yards for the second straight year this year, and he's he's bouncing off of guys. Yeah, and he has been to a Pro Bowl, so I'm pretty sure all of them yeah. have been. Um, Lacey. not to mention, you know what really surprised me? How good the Packers' defense was. It was not, like oh, they were not amazing. in terms just of how well they played, which they did. But just every time they would say who made the tackle or who made a play, I was like, oh, wow, this was a good Packers team. Like yeah, Sam Shields, I completely forgot Sam about. Sam Shields is really good. Dom Capers is just a they defensive Micah genius. Hyde, Williams, Burnett, Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde was good. Haha was all over the place. Clay Matthews was great in this game. Um, Wasn't Haha a rookie this game? Yeah, this is yeah. Up not the, rookie this game this season. Yeah, yeah up in the middle, game. Mike Daniels was great for them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, just overall, this is a really great Packers team. It's sort of, it's sort of a bridge between sort of the two Aaron Rodgers teams, um, and it's it's just all around a great team. Teams with talent, teams without talent. Yeah. No, no. There's two eras. There's like the yeah, Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, yeah. no. and then there's the you know Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, and then this is like one of two years. But the other year, Rodgers was hurt. For a lot yeah. of the year, where they really had this stacked roster like this. Yeah, I mean, I mean Clay Matthews was still good, and Haha Clinton Dix was on the team, and it's stuff like that. Yeah, Sitting's still on the team, and they had Corey Lindsley. And Bakhtiari's a rookie. Um, I mean, Bulaga's there and is young. It's all. It's. Just, I don't think. I don't think Bakhtiari was a rookie. He was. I, lo- I looked at the roster. He was a rookie. But he played in 2013 for them and started 16 games. It said years one on their roster, so I don't know. Yeah, one means you've been one in the year. Yeah, one, one yeah I, think, I think R is rookie. One means they played a year on. Oh, does that mean Usually. coming in the year? How many they played? Yeah. Oh, generally. Okay. But yeah. Um, I was going to say there's no way they got Bakhtiari, Haha Clinton Dix, and Devontae Adams in one draft. That's just not Packers like. Yeah, yeah. 2013 was a rookie year. Um, but th- this is just all around a great Packers team. And I mean, they were as good as the Seahawks. Like I, I mean, on paper they were better. I, I think if they had been at home, first of all, they easily would have won this game. Right. Not they, easily, but they would have. I just think they would have won. I think there were a few things that really just didn't go their way, like a few plays that they could have gotten a few more yards. But the, the reality half. is, it's unforced errors in this game. It, it was also yeah. bad coaching decisions. I mean, it was it was inexcusable. I, Two I mean, nineteen-yard field goals. It's just I. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, the. One play that was kind of killer to that was uh, the Mike Daniels, the, like, excessive celebration after the interception. But even heard... then, they got to the one-yard line and had four yeah. goal. Like, that was the same drive yeah. that Coons touchdown was called back. Also, it was so nice to watch John Coon yeah. play. I, I mean, it's guy. just the thing is with those two fourth and golds, the odds are at the very least they score once, right? And even if that happens, if that happens they, they already points. have more points. Right. Again, it would have made that much of a difference in the long term, but who knows? But at the same time, you could say that this was how the game was always going to go, but it's still like, it's something you talk about. That's a bad coaching decision. Right, it's just when you're playing a team like the Seahawks, you can't play scared. If you're, it, if, you're going to, if you're going to try to win an NFC Championship game in Seattle, you have to keep your foot on the gas. But you know yeah. what the other thing is why we can't really call this um, a terrible decision? It's because in the end... The one, the first field goal led to the fumble where they got the second field goal. So it's really hard to decide. But the second time, they definitely should have gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. also when they kicked to make it sixteen nothing, it was also on a fourth and one at like the twenty, which today you would see teams go for that. And and like Joe Buck, I think was saying, or maybe it was Dakeman, one of them. Apparently McCarthy was going for that a lot over the years, so I don't get yeah. why he would get away from his. That's identity. that's the worst thing a team can do. It's what the Falcons did against the Patriots. It's when you go up on a team and play scared and take your foot off the gas. Like that's ultimately the Redskins. All the Redskins have done that in both playoff games yeah. that they've played in the last ten. I years. mean, ultimately, just if you look at the complete opposite example, the reason the Eagles beat the Patriots was ultimately because they just kept. Throwing the ball in the right, they never tried to change their gameplay and play. And, and the refs had some bad. The refs helped them out. I mean, no, but it's just. Well, I mean, Zacherts, Clement, but um, it's okay. Like that's the way you beat great teams. Malcolm Butler not playing. The Packers just. <laughs> the Packers. What did you say, Ernie? Said Malcolm Butler not playing. The Packers. Oh, the Packers just <laughs> completely played. They didn't play the win. They played not to lose. Yeah, they were playing hesitant the entire game. Um, and it's and just showed in their play calls. In their first six possessions, they got the ball inside the 35 every time and wound up with 16 points. Like, that's just inexcusable. It's Ravens-esque. Yeah. Well, old, well, this year's playoff Ravens and old Ravens. But, like, I was actually thinking, I've seen so many games with the Ravens like this. Oh, yeah, I meant old Ravens. I forgot yeah. about this. On both sides of the equation, where... A team is a big favor is a favorite at home, and the other team comes in and just immediately puts the thumping on them. And the difference is whether it's touchdowns or field goals. I mean, just going way back, right in two thousand nine, the Ravens beat the Patriots thirty three fourteen in the playoffs. They were on the road. Yeah, they were up twenty four nothing by the end of the first quarter. But you know, 
And to me, the exception to this rule that I feel like has been a rule until this year is the fact that the Texans did it and didn't really take their foot off the gas pedal a little bit. I mean, when they were up 21 nothing, they kicked the field goal on fourth and short. And even just that opened the door. I think, like, that also just talks about today's game and how special, like, Mahomes is. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. There's just um, so much going on. I, I mean, even in the Titans-Ravens games this year, like, the Titans made a couple plays, the Ravens made one mistake, and before we knew it, it was 14 nothing. Like, if the Titans kick two field goals, that's a completely different game. Yeah. Um, And it was just, the Packers lost this game. I mean, it was, it was just so many unforced errors all around. So we're saying this is a Packers loss, not the Seahawks won type situation? It's both. I because mean, the other team still has to take advantage of it. Yeah. 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 Like, they took advantage of their errors. I think, like, more pa- I, think it's, like, I think it's 60-40 Packers loss. Because it, at the end of the day, the Seahawks have to take advantage, but there comes a point where there were so many errors by the Packers that it's almost hard not to take advantage, if you know but what I mean. at the same time, the reason I would say it's just 50-50, like with most games, is because the way that the Packers got in front in the first place were Seahawks turnovers, Seahawks errors. And so in this game, it ended up balancing out to a certain extent. Yeah, And, and then the Seahawks the, got the ball first in overtime. And also the Packers' defense wasn't, like, getting, giving up to the Seahawks. Like, they were playing really great defense throughout. So the – Seahawks had to earn their offense. Yeah, and also in terms of the Seahawks defense, why the Seahawks deserve a little more credit, Seahawks defense kept them in the game. The Seahawks they were, defense yeah, They were the great. pitcher who, two innings in a row, had bases loaded, no outs, and only let two runs throughout yeah. the whole inning. I mean, they let, they let, what, 250, 300 total yards in this game? I mean, the fact that with all those turnovers, the Packers only scored 16 points in that sequence – is a credit is a, is a credit to the Seahawks defense. I mean, they got they got two turnovers, and otherwise held them mostly the field goals, which is the best you can ask for, basically. Yeah, I think just one thing, and maybe I can save it for later. But towards the end of the game, is it cool if I jump ahead? Yeah. To the uh, Seahawks touch, the two point conversion with uh, was it. Ha Ha Clinton Dix, who had the chance yeah. to make a play on the ball. Yeah, he kind of stumbled on himself. Yeah. So, for those of you who haven't watched the game recently or don't feel like looking it up, even though I suggest rewatching it, it's on uh, YouTube. It was so much fun to watch. Um, basically, after it was the Beast Mode touchdown, right? After yeah. Marshawn Lynch's yeah. touchdown, the Seahawks go for two to go for a chance to go up by three, making it so that even if the Packers get a field goal, which they ended up doing, it doesn't guarantee the Packers the win. Uh, Russell Wilson has to scramble a ton, like the pocket breaks down stuff, and he throws a crossbody lofted pass. Um, up to Luke Wilson. Yeah. Luke Wilson and Hawkland Dix, it looks like – he, like you said, Sammy, he must have stumbled over himself. Like, I rewatched it a couple times just to see exactly where it went wrong for him. But it's just hard to tell. Like, he was he only, sort like, No, couple... he sort of just stumbled. I mean, he should have made that play. Like, it was an easy play to make, especially just based off how he had been playing the rest of the entire day. Yeah. Well, I, it just shocked me well, so much. When so, I happened. think the most interesting thing about that play is I think today Russell Wilson throws that ball away. Where I don't think that play happens today because No, it's a two point conversion. Two point no, conversion, but if Haha if Haha Clinton Dix doesn't stumble, he has a great chance to pick that ball off and return it the it other way matter. for it's two points. Point I don't no, know. Josh, you don't Josh, throw you do not thing? make that throw in that situation. I, I yes, hear what Josh said. I'm hearing thing? Thing? You're up by one and Haha would have returned that, but the rule wasn't in place then. The, the two-point rule for a defensive return was put in place in 2015. So there was absolutely no risk Look, to Russell Wilson making that throw. No, that you hard. always – that's still a play people Josh, try to make your logic makes sense, but you can't look back on it now and say that because Russell Wilson in that moment isn't thinking – like he's scrambling around 25 yards backwards. Yeah, exactly. He's not thinking, oh, is that going to happen? No, he's looking to throw it up. He's looking to 
He's looking at Luke Wilson. Is he going to catch it? Like, he's not thinking, oh, I don't want to ruin this game. I'm sorry. If you're not thinking score and possibilities in that situation, then you should, like, and they obviously that's for the extra point, Josh. I mean, if you're not going to take a risk, don't take a risk. Yeah. Like, what going do you for mean? two is a risk. That's going, uh, for, going two for two is, is a risk, but it's the difference between going for two and throwing a ball that could be easily returned. I just don't like, think you can I, look I back don't... on that moment and say that he wouldn't have done that. Yeah. I think you can. Like, Russell Wilson's I, I, a great I, and smart quarterback. And no yeah. great and smart quarterback when there's a risk of that ball, which would have, if HaHa Clinton Dix had stayed up, been caught and returned, which wouldn't have had an impact then, but would but now. He, like, but he didn't. Like the point is that HaHa Clinton Dix fell. Like that's where right. no, he got lucky. The I'm like no, the reality I'm, is I'm if Josh. that happens today, and the play plays out as it should. What do you Russell, mean as it should? It as, as it should it is. Like no, you just like objectively, Russell yeah, Wilson Josh, got no. You can't just say he would have gotten a pick too. You're 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 making so many assumptions. No, I'm you're not. You're making an assumption that first of all he wouldn't have tripped in the same way that he did. So let's say now that he doesn't trip and he makes a play on the ball and he catches it and Luke Wilson doesn't tackle him. So you're saying now when you're, you're telling me, oh, he's easily returning in a hundred. So yards. when you're so you're saying when you're break, Josh. no. So what you're saying is when you're a quarterback and you see. And you see a defender breaking on a ball, and you're lofting a ball 25 yards across the field. He didn't in the see air anything for five seconds. about Ha Quinn Dix, or he wouldn't have made that pass even then. He was falling back, and so he threw it to a guy. No, he, he would have made that pass Quinn even Dix. then because he has is nothing to lose. Josh, is there a new Josh, rule? Josh, let him finish his point. Is there a new rule in 2020 that you're not allowed to stumble? Because that's yeah. the main difference about this play. Yeah. If, if a, a quarterback. Like, if a quarterback okay. makes every – no. If a Josh, no. I'm sorry. Just if a quarterback, stop saying no and let us talk. I mean – I did let you talk, and now you're not letting me and talk. And now Yoni you would asked, like to speak. But you asked me a question, and I'm responding to it. Let Yoni speak. If a quarterback made every throw with the assumption that the defender would stumble, then they would throw interceptions 70% of the time. Like, That's he got – You're saying – He got – I'm saying objectively, if I'm analyzing that situation – there is a better chance that HaHa Clinton Dix, who's already made two interceptions in this game, makes a break on the ball and catches it and returns it because there's no one there than there is of him falling. All right, Josh. I don't think – okay. I think this comes down to the point that I don't think you can come back and say that, oh, he would have, like, stumbled. Like, I, I don't know. Like, he stumbled. No, That's but... the part of the play that you can't just say would have changed – and you're yeah. saying no? It just it's. Well, you, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not the... saying Haha Clinton Dix returns it. I'm saying Russell. Said, yeah, okay. No, that's what I'm that's saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. What you said. No, I said Russell Wilson wouldn't have made that throw because the reality yeah. is, if you're a quarterback analyzing that situation, that's way too risky of a throw to make if it looks like the defender can return it. Russell Wilson got lucky that Haha Clinton Dix stumbled. But that wouldn't have been as much of an effect. It would have been a greater effect now because the Hawk Clinton Dix could have returned it. If you're a quarterback, right? If you at the time that Russell Wilson threw the ball, right, the thought is not, oh, he's gonna stumble here. Right? The thought is, oh, he's gonna make a play on the ball. If a defender, if the if you were assuming that a defender was going to stumble, then any throw could be made in the NFL. Like if you're analyzing it at the time that he threw the ball, what the thought process is, the thought process is simply different today because you're thinking, oh, that ball could be picked and returned. And the likelihood is that that is a ball that's going to be picked and returned. I'm, I'm going to say I'm with Josh on this point because I, of the ri- – I'm not saying you can say ha-ha Clinton Dix doesn't – That's not what I'm saying at all. I, Josh, I'm not – that's yeah. not what I said you were saying. <laughs> Josh, give me yeah. one second to say my point before. Simmer, simmer before. My point is, I agree with you, Josh, that because they were already up by one, if he doesn't think there's, if he doesn't think there is a play available, and there's a risk of him lofting a ball all the way across the field and it being intercepted and returned, he doesn't make that throw because he trusts his defense. I, which, so based off the way, Aaron, looked, I don't think you Sammy trust your defense Sammy, there, though. Finish, I, I do, based off the way they've played. I mean, and we they, saw what just happened. I mean, yeah, they game. let up a field goal. They it's like nobody – There's if there's any quarterback who could ever get 35 yards on any drive, it's Aaron Rodgers. If there's – like, that's that's his thing. That's, oh, Aaron Rodgers, you gave him the ball back with less than two minutes. That team is going to score points. Also, I don't think Russell Wilson 
today or then had time to say, I wonder if ha- if he thought Ha Ha Clinton Dix was going to get an interception, he wouldn't have thrown it even then. Yes, he so, would have because he has no, nothing because he to lose. No, that's his he only have, option. He might have well have just kept scrambling at that point. No, because he was about to, to, he was about to get hit. He, what do you mean? Josh, 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 let's him finish this point. And so he throws it to a guy he thinks is open, and that's the same thing that any quarterback does today. Also, like I was saying to Aaron, if if you're the Seahawks, I don't feel confident that I'm not going to let Aaron Rodgers get into Mason Crosby's field goal range. I mean, you have the best quarterback, you know, of that year, like Josh had said, he won the MVP, and he's known for a two-minute offense. That's his thing. Yeah. Like, I, I, I still understand what Josh was saying, no, though. I don't right, I, don't, I understand insane. it. I don't agree yeah. with it. I don't I, think it's I, an I insane it point. I no. don't think it's the most – like, I I'm think it has it a lot of logic. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you got. It's just too analytical for me, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think a lot of football is just playing. And like Wilson does that thing all the time where he scrambles and then throws it up and then trusts his. Yeah, I mean, like lots. Well, that's what you see in the highlights. There are also tons of times where he scrambles and throws it away because there's no one open. I I know, and I watched a lot of Russell Wilson games, but like I think in that moment, if you need that two points, then he's going to throw it up and trust his receiver. I agree, especially if it's a tight end on a safety and it's a jump ball. I mean, I yeah. Like, if you really want to analyze it, I think Luke Wilson gets that catch over HaHa. But, like, we're not going to go into that right now. Yeah. It, it just was such a crazy play, seeing yeah. how HaHa just, oh, like, yeah. last second. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also, something that I, was, that I found interesting about those last two drives in total, which, in a way, just makes the Super Bowl decision even more baffling, is which, I don't know if this is exactly the right number. It's just what I counted. In those two drives combined, I counted seven runs and four passes. So oh, yeah. they basically ran two two-minute drill drives by running the ball. You mean like four completions? No, four passes. Three completions, one incompletion. From yeah, I mean the, from the when to when? The from the time they got the ball back down nineteen seven to when they went to the Marshall Lynch touchdown. I didn't include yeah. the two-point conversion. I, if you want to, it's five passes. Yeah. The Seahawks had an insane amount of trust in Marshall yeah. Lynch and Arthur Wilson to those option plays. Yeah, I, I'm still confused because what was the touchdown they scored where it was like a, it was a run, it was a run option for right. Lynch and Russell. Wilson, the first one was just a, Russell Wilson. Keeps right, the it. first one's a simple read option. Exactly, like, and then what Russell Wilson keeps at the one yard line. Like I was looking at that play, I'm like, maybe there were different schemes and different matchups in the play against the Patriots, and maybe I hadn't worked the entire game. I hadn't rewatched it, but why not run that play? Yeah, like why not trust your run game, which you trusted against the Packers? Like why not trust it? Right. So, I think part of the also, difference, the main difference to me there, is just the situation in terms of the fact that it was a hurry up offense versus like yeah. after a timeout. I'm not excusing it at all, but I also think that it was a really good play design by the Seahawks. I don't agree with the oh, play yeah. call, but it's still a great play design. And I mean, that's a play that's run nine out of ten times. It's just not a play that should be run when you have a timeout and it's not fourth and goal. And you have the most physical runner of the last, you know, twenty years. Right. So I'm not defending the play at all. I'm just saying that's where I think the difference is. Right. It's also so Malcolm Butler makes an amazing play. Right. Like yeah. that's also. I mean that play is that play is very different because they the the Patriots were practicing that play all the time, like yeah. every day. Yeah. Remember I sent you that documentary thing. Yeah. Like there. Yeah. There was a lot yeah. going into that play. I just the part that I really focused on was the amount of trust that the Seahawks have in the run game. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think the reality of that situation is it's like 25 seconds, one timeout, second down. So the Seahawks are going to have to, right, they have two, they have a pass and two runs. I would do run, pass, run, but if they wanted to do pass, run, run, I understand that. But when you're at the one-yard line and throwing the ball in the middle of the field like that, you just are giving, right, like the defense more of a chance to make that play. I don't understand why if you wanted to pass, you wouldn't roll Russell Wilson out and have like Doug Baldwin run on a pick play to the corner of the end zone and have the play there with Baldwin or see if Wilson can find a lane or just throw it away and have two plays for Marshawn Lynch to get one yard. Or run the Luke Wilson special where you run out of the pocket 25 (laughs) yards and then throw it to him. (laughs) I really, to be fair, I really don't understand why – like you said, Josh, why not find a lane for Wilson? Like, I think if you have a pass, a pass play where he rolls out to the right, he could eventually he could have just taken it himself and gone 
for end zone and like the or just done like the cause... Panthers QB power type thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, despite him being five different... ten and undersized, I mean, it's one yard. I don't know. Has there more run like? It's not what we should be talking play. about right now, though. Yeah, they're yeah, just sort of easily rewatch that. Game, as a last so. thing on that, is there ever a bigger example of sports of a team going from one legendary holy shit, what the fuck just happened win to an equally legendary. Holy fuck! What the fuck just happened? Lost in the next well, like round. I was saying, like it was the Lions and the Cowboys, and then the Cowboys and the Packers, and the Packers and the Seahawks, and the Seahawks and the Patriots. It really yeah. was like that. Yeah. And each game, to, each I mean, game got the, crazier and crazier. The the lion, like the Lions losing that game to the Cowboys, and then the Cowboys losing to the Packers is like on another level. From it's just not the same level as those two games. You know, no, what but I mean? it got crazier and yeah. crazier. Yeah. It exactly. levels up every time. Yeah. Just to explain to all of our listeners, right before the pod, Sammy sent us a text, like going back on how crazy the uh, NFC side of the playoffs was. Well, the whole playoffs, really. I yeah, mean, this was late gate. This was uh, one also, of the best playoffs. I mean, the Ravens Patriots divisional round game is one of. We watched that together, Josh. No, we. Oh yeah, we did on the bus. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's. One of Brady's best non Super Bowl games. I mean that and one of Belichick's was, best yeah. games. I mean that game. that Ravens team was as good as that Patriots team, and it was just an incredible game. Was that still the same playoffs as well as the Seahawks Panthers game? Yeah, I think so. Well, there was a divisional Seahawks Panthers game that wasn't it, very yeah. close. It was yeah, not it, a good game at all. Yeah. Seahawks won thirty one seventeen. Yeah. That year. I don't know if that's what you're that's talking what about. That's what I thought. All right. No, that's the one I was talking about. I just remember there being like – There was also – then following year, I'm pretty sure it was Seahawks on, on the road yeah. and the Panthers beat them. Yeah. Oh, but that was a weird I think year. that's the game yeah. I'm talking about. Because of the blizzard. Yeah, and the Seahawks that, won – Yeah, and the Seahawks won in the wild card round because of Blair Walsh the next yeah. year. Oh, we watched that together. We did. How many games have you guys watched? A lot. A lot. We yeah. watched the Ravens Colts game, Ray Lewis's last yeah, game. Yeah, we watched the Ravens Steelers 2010 divisional. And 2012. I was mean to Josh. You were. Because the, the Steelers won. I, I, I saw RG3 tears ACL at your house. That's true. That's um, very true. I hurt my elbow during that game. You did. How? <laughs> I don't right, remember right. exactly. <laughs> Let's go back to the game we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, Once we're talking about my elbow, you don't care anymore. Um, yeah, I didn't really care for the Also, time, yeah. It's, wow. <laughs> it's just funny, how, or not funny, but just understandable how it's forgotten. But once the Seahawks go up 22-19, that field goal drive by Aaron Rodgers is one of his best moments. I mean, just absolutely all the momentum in the world against him, right? The Packers have... And he just right, The Packers the have a deer-in-the-headlights look. The, the Seahawks crowd has gone complete DEFCON 8. And he just like calmly just throws a couple ziggers and gets. I mean, it was three plays. It was really just three plays. Jordy Nelson, fifteen yards. Randall Cobb, fifteen yards. And he has that twelve yard game. Right. Just now, now they're uh, now they're it's a fifty-four yard field goal, and then on third down he gets six more. Crosby was great. It's oh yeah. I feel like they could have gotten the touchdown. Was well, they misused their time. No, because it's not just that, but then on on first and ten with thirty-five seconds from the thirty-six. They had two straight incompletions, and at yeah. that point, it wasn't going to happen. I thought exactly. they should have called a timeout after the play the Cobb. I um, mean, yeah. After Nelson, I liked them hurrying up. I agree. Cobb, I agree. So, I don't know. I actually liked the hurry up after Cobb. Like, I liked uh, the You had three timeouts. Yeah. Which, which, it's fun to save yeah. them, but at the same time, at the time, same time there's they a didn't even end up using them. them. Right. The only timeout they used was a timeout. Which I didn't understand why they immediately called the timeout after third down. And yeah, they could have just... run it right. all the way down or made the CR. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm pretty sure it had one timeout. Yeah, it's the decision. classic Music City Miracle mistake. I mean, and instead of a Music City Miracle happening, there was a muff on the yeah. uh, Mason Crosby I mean, like, kick, it's, so that's funny. It's probably not going to mean anything, and it didn't here, but like when you lose absolutely nothing by running it down 15 seconds or forcing them to call a timeout... And there's the smallest chance that you could lose something by calling it there. I just don't understand why you would do it. Yeah, the only debate, the only, not debate, the only against that kind of thing is that you never know what happens if they miss the field goal. And then there's, or also like a bad kneel down, which is really unlikely, but that's like the only 
Right. I, I mean, say. I just think the odds of the Seahawks returning the kickoff are greater. Or even, like, you you doing a squib and kicking it off one of the up men are more likely than a fumbled kneel down. This was a terrible game overall for Rodgers and Wilson. Yeah, it was not a better a for Rodgers. Well, oh, I mean, Wilson's first half stats were two for nine, three interceptions, two times sacked, and four and twelve yards. Yeah, completion. it's also funny how it's a terrible game for Jermaine Curse, but he gets yeah. the game-winning touchdown. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I exactly. took a note that in the fourth quarter, right before the um first Russell Wilson touchdown and like the Marshawn Lynch touchdown was called back. Russell Wilson passes deep for Jermaine Curse. Jermaine Curse drops it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm and, like, oh wow. I I bet you he won't go back there. And and then you know. And all he does. All yeah. four interceptions. Jermaine Curse was the intended target. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But all people remember and two of them is, were off his hands. Yeah. Well, that that just shows that every time Wilson throws to Curse, something big is going to happen. Yeah. He, I mean, it happened interception two weeks later. Yeah. Interception, touchdown, or the insane catch. The yeah. I mean, Jermaine Curse, I'm just looking at his stats yeah, now. Yeah, this was a ridiculous playoff. He has six targets in this game. He has a drop on a deep ball, four interceptions. Which is what I was talking yeah, about. right. Four interceptions, and then one catch, which is the game-winning touchdown catch in overtime. Yep. No. Also, you know who I forgot was on this Packers team? Casey Hayward. Yeah, I had forgotten that too. Yeah. I actually made a note of that. Um, this was like Clay Matthews' last good year. Yeah, he was he was great in this game. He kind of played a little dirty. I did not like the hit on Russell Wilson. Yeah, the, the comeback block off the interception. Yeah, that was, that was kind of gross. It was a little dirty. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, what do you really expect out of like a physical linebacker? Yeah. It was play? also just stupid because it lost them 15 yards and it was unnecessary. Yeah. Um, you know his real name is William. His William? middle name's Clay. Clay. Yeah, he's one of the middle name kind of guys. Uh, I mean, that's interesting. That's, that's, yeah. know, right? A Dakota or Rain Dakota Prescott type. Oh, yeah. So yeah, there's your there's your Clay Matthews fun fact. Yeah, one <laughs> thing I thought that's completely different than what you're talking about right now, but Randall Cobb was used as a running back one time in this game, and he mm-hmm. got maybe seven yards. And I think if this game was played this year or like this past year. He would have gotten at least three or four more. Well, you know who's really good is John Starks. Yeah. yeah. He had yeah. the biggest run of the game until oh. Lynch's touchdown. Yeah. yeah, he was fantastic. What I also really loved was – I'd sort of just for – Or James Starks, yeah. not John Starks. I'd sort... John Starks was like a Knicks player, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a point. Yeah. <laughs> I'd sort of forgotten just how creative the Seahawks were with Doug Baldwin. Like, yeah. it was just fun to watch the way they would move him across the line of scrimmage all the time before the before, pre, just pre-play. And they would throw like these little lofty wheel routes to him. I don't know. I really liked it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Russell Wilson's always been one of the best touch passers. Yeah. And I think yeah, he was still his, finding his himself at this point, but still, he had a few amazing his ones. Pass to Marshawn it was, that was Lynch. a beautiful throw. It was the best, not the best throw of the game, but it was so beautiful. And he almost got the touchdown, but he was out of bounds. Yeah. Like the five. This was such a great matchup. These were two amazing teams. Yeah. I mean, okay. One thing before we continue, just talking about Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin. Being a kick returner, uh, yeah, was the uh, he was so okay. He was the ugliest kick returner I've ever seen. It was terrible. He caught the ball. He caught the ball like a wide receiver, like he was high pointing it. He wasn't letting it come to. He wasn't like letting it drop into his hands, and then he carried it with one arm, which like out, like a, a foot out from his body, and then fumbled it and lost like twenty yards that he could have had. It was just yeah, and just, and, and there, I mean, like, has there yeah, ever been a game that defined how important special teams is more than this yeah. one? Um, yeah, there has. No, uh, I, I, mean, I was just agreeing with the point. There probably uh, has been. Um, uh, not one that is important, though, is my no, point. No, not one that's not important, but I think, like, Patriots special teams, like, maybe this year. I mean, the but Ravens 49 right. Super Bowl, like, it was there wasn't, like, special teams plays both ways. Are you talking about, like, the safety? Right, and the Ravens also had a kick return touchdown. I mean, that's just, I, that's just John Harbaugh think, being a special team. Yeah. Coach. Like, that's his background. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm with you, Sammy. I can't think of any other game where I mean, I'm like, surprised Aaron showed the value. Don't you want to talk to us about the probably the most iconic punters yeah. are people too moment? Yeah. Yeah. So, fun story about punters are people too. <laughs> so, have you guys ever watched the NFL films? Like, I think it's about a 10 minute video about the punters are people too movement. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Scary. Okay. So, it's a great video. It, it features uh, Johnny Hecker. Pat McAfee and John Ryan. Johnny Hecker almost won a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, he did. 
Yeah, yeah. He, it, had they he, won that he, game, yeah, he, he did. It. Yeah. That's all we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> he was crazy. I, I think I texted you, Yoni, actually, after the Super Bowl. Yeah, saying, I think you did, too. Because Yoni texting... was sick during that Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. like an 102 fever. It was, that was, it was, that was finally a Super Bowl that the Patriots won where we knew Yoni. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. And it wasn't on his top 10 sports moments of the decade. All right. I mean, that is the Super Bowl. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so that video is like one of the highlight videos they show in the Punters Are People too. is the John Ryan touchdown. But I honestly forgot it was from this game. And then when you I saw it, I'm just like, that kind of. Yeah. I, it's a, I it's a terrible it. play by AJ Hawk. Yeah. I mean, it really was. It's, at that point, Gary Gilliam runs out, and AJ Hawk has the option of either running at Ryan or covering Gilliam. And at that and point, he... like, he thinks Ryan is running the ball. Which, first off, doesn't make sense because Gilliam is running out. And second, even if Ryan was running the ball, Tremont Williams had an angle on him to stop him before 10 yards. Yeah. It, you know what I think? Ryan's actually pretty also, quick, though. Yeah, like, he's, he's... Uh, Ryan, Sean Ryan's pretty quick. Sorry to, Yoni, yeah. I'll make my point really quick. It was, sorry, that was just like another thing that, that's in the Partners Are People 2 video where, he, like, it talks about him being actually one of the yeah, quicker players on the team. Yeah, he actually runs a 6-7-40. <laughs> No, I was I was gonna say just adding on to Josh's point, like these are the two a- options for AJ Hawk. You let up, if you like you go and guard Gilliam and he doesn't score a touchdown, and um, John Ryan runs out for like five more yards, gets tackled by Williams, or you go and tackle him before he scores a touchdown, or you go and try and get John Ryan and he throws a touchdown to Gilliam. Yeah, or you and he chose the wrong one. Or you just go right, like. Just objectively, if he's covering Gary Gilliam, I don't exactly. He's a big guy, but I don't trust Gary Gilliam to win a jump ball. Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding um, me? Honestly, Gary Gilliam. Thing... I can't believe you would say that. <laughs> honestly, one thing is so. He actually played as... wide receiver on his Madden team. <laughs> I bet he did. Um, One thing is so, like, Pat McAfee, he now does a uh, podcast with AJ Hawk. It's just called Sports Talk. But Pat, AJ Hawk was like, is like, based off the episodes I've watched, he's a big hothead. So, and maybe this is just me making like a really bad take out of nowhere, just talking out loud. But I feel like for AJ Hawk, he just wanted to lay out, like just lay out John Ryan. Like for him, it was, he was just like, let me make a big hit. I don't know. This is just me talking out loud, but I could really see him just wanting to like go off and no, I see that. I see that he wants to just lay out the punter. That's what Sean Taylor did. Yeah. Also, you know what I think would be Antonio Brown going out of his way to kick landing in the head. Well, that's just Antonio Brown. I'm saying like people like want to go out of their way to. Well, no, I agree. I I know you mean. It's like the same way that that's why quarterbacks get hit in the head so much when they slide because everybody you know they say the expression is licking their chops, right? when the quarterbacks are yeah. in the middle of the field. So, yeah, I don't think that's a crazy point. Yeah. Um, I think it would be cool, not even like an NFL films, it's kind of a joke, like this whole take is a joke, but it would be cool to yeah. put like a split screen and kind of look at the juxtaposition between this play and the Tony Romo in the same uh, – in the playoffs in Seattle, the Tony Romo short of the goal line, yeah. box hold. Yeah. That's yeah. just my way of thinking about that play. It makes me smile. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So should we go into what? You know what? You know what my favorite part about the play about that play is. What? That was his best playoff run. Tony Romo. Yeah, winning one game and then that losing that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except for this year, I guess, yeah. where he almost he almost um, made it to the conference. All right. Should we go into what's age the best? Well, well I I think we should start with what's age the worst. Can I also? Can I also? I don't know if this is the right point, but I wanted to add a segment. Okay. That I tried to introduce last week, but I didn't give it a name. Where I was talking about like players on these teams who I was just surprised to see, and I think we need a name, and I still don't have one. So I would like your opinion, like as a floater. There's always some players, or like last week, like Tyron Lue was just somehow on the Celtics staff, and Luke Walton was still, you know, in the Lakers reserves. And there's always players like that, and so we need a name for that. So you're talking about the Casey Hayward of the team? The Casey Hayward. You, like, even, like, Andrew Corliss, who's just somebody who, like, I remember hearing his name a lot, but never would have told you he was on that team. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a nice award. 
I and I think that like every that. game there will be something like that. I mean, I have, I, a, I have a good question for, is... for this, so you guys haven't heard of. Um. Oh, I know what uh, we should call it. What? Some something like the Robert Ori Award. Somebody who's always there. Yeah, yeah. but no, mine was going to be Don Don Baylor, who's a guy who just managed to find his way onto every pennant winning team. You know what? I got the it. 70s and 80s. I got it. The Patrick McCall Award. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> that, it's got to be yeah. Patrick McCall. Yeah. I like three seasons, three championships. Okay, so the Patrick McCall Award for somehow being in this game is split between Casey Hayward and Andrew Corliss because I had to say Andrew Corliss's name. So there you go. I would say Casey Hayward. I feel like, though, going forward, I feel like it should be for, like, the winning team. Not no. Okay, well, choose somebody on the Seahawks team. Yeah, I mean, if it's just... With Zach Miller on this roster? I I, I feel like I spent enough time interacting with the Seahawks team over the years that I wasn't really surprised at anyone that was on their right, roster. Like, yeah. It's it's exactly. it's yeah. it's different to like see all these Packers players who never were in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean some of them just from 2010, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but all these Seahawks yeah. players you're like you can recognize them. Yeah. You know, the one guy who could get the award for the Seahawks though is Chris Matthews making the last play he'll ever make. After yeah. that's the way his well, no, story he had a great story. Super Bowl. I thought it was the previous Super Bowl. No. It was this oh, Patriots was this Super one? Bowl. This was oh, yeah. his. You're right. This was his first time ever touching the ball in an NFL game, and then the next game Poor in the guy. Super Bowl, he comes out and has like over a hundred yards and two touchdowns. He was like the GameStop worker, right? Yeah. <laughs> then they signed him because Percy Harvin didn't work yeah. out. Well, can we put Brandon Bostic on blast? I mean, it's just. I don't know. I'm just. I'm really still on a on a podcaster's high from coming up with the Patrick McCall Award. Yeah. I can't think about anything okay, else. Okay, so actually, Josh, before you put Bostic on blast, uh, I'm going to say, as someone who was a kicker and actually converted onside kicks, <laughs> not, not the flex or anything. Oh my one time, I, wait, I'm, Aaron, I'm, quickly, just for the viewers, yeah. one time, Aaron showed us a video, yeah. me and Josh, of him punting, and it was <laughs> it was an African-American guy. What? Josh. Yeah. Oh, you guys didn't believe it was me? I mean, you, okay. I'm not going to repeat myself. It was hard yeah. to believe due to the Josh political direct. Right. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't no, no, but it's, it was just like my first, sorry for the tangent, but my first ever kickoff was an onside kick and it was awful. I'm not even going to lie, but I think there's something with the psychology of someone who is defending an onside, not, not defending, but receiving an onside kick of like, not wanting to mess it up, that you end up messing yeah. it up. Yeah, I mean, sense. the thing is, it's a great kick by Hoshka, but at the yeah, same time, the Packers mm-hmm. haven't covered it up, where Bostic is not supposed to be catching that ball. I mean, that's why he was getting yelled at. He's supposed to be blocking there, and Jordy Nelson is right there, right behind him, to catch that ball and just fall down. But he decides to go up, and it hits him in the helmet, and it's just... As a special teams coach, that just has to be so frustrating that literally just there are only so many things you can go over in special teams practice. And that's just something that you hammer home the entire year, which Bostic is... was a blocker, I assume. Right, right. That's right. He there. Yeah, he was the yeah. blocker. Right, he was the blocker. Jordy Nelson is literally right behind him with no one there ready yeah, to just I mean, catch was... it. And just you spend yeah. the entire year hammering home that simple thing, right? Your roles in the onside kick and your assignments. And then at the worst possible moment, he just completely abandons it and screws it up. Yeah, That's I mean, how it goes. Perfect, yeah. It was a perfect kick, but it should have been simple. For yeah. Forget that. Because the reality about an onside kick is usually it's luck because I would say actually maybe, you know, 40 to 50% of onside kicks are really good kicks that just get covered up by the other team because even if you make the perfect kick it's still hard also a lot of the best kicks either go out of bounds or they're yeah. like one yard short yeah. of 10 yards yeah and i think the best onside kick ever was return was micah hyde returning for, for a the touchdown bills this year yeah the well there's been a few plays yeah. i can think of like that like the angel hall yeah. against the um cowboys yeah. but i think the best onside kick ever is probably uh, saints colts yeah, just because yeah, when it happened yeah. and the magnitude the of it, yeah, yeah, the play call, the timing, how, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that's 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 when you say, "Oh, the Saints won the Super Bowl." That's probably the third most important play, and it's an onside kick. Yeah. Can you name the coolest onside kick ever? What does that mean? 
was by a like uh, the most ballsy one. What, what is it? Up up it was three with one minute. In that game. I don't what? know ballsy. I'm, were they winning yeah. or? It was the Pat McAfee uh, self onside kick. I but think that that's wasn't the one of oh, all time, he, yeah, in my he opinion. Did he did not in that game, though. I. Yeah. No, I wasn't saying it was that game. I was yeah. saying all time. In my opinion, that's like the most ballsy one because he put his himself on the line, like kicking it right down the middle, and praying to God he didn't get. I lit I was up. in the building for Pat maybe... McAfee would have lit up whoever hit him. Yeah, yeah. I was I, I was in the up. building for maybe the worst onside kick ever. It was. Weren't you in the building for the worst Hail Mary coverage ever? Yeah. Um, but so it was a Ravens Steelers game, and the Ravens were up by seven, and the Steelers were doing an onside kick. And Chris Boswell, I don't know what it's called, but he was trying to do that soccer thing where he like the, oh, the Rabona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tried to Rabona. He, he did where the opposite. Yeah, one foot and behind he the tried other. that, yeah. and he kicked it off his other foot, and it went it went, it went yeah. one yeah. yard, and then he's like, "Oh shit!" And it's on the ground, and he just kicks he it. Kick it again. He just yep. right, he kicks it again, which is super, Those which is not allowed at all. But he's like, "Oh, how do I save face here?" And he had a penalty. There's... It was really funny. <laughs> I'm trying yeah, to think of what – it was some quarterback who threw a ball and it got tipped and then they batted it down and it was an interception. I think it was Russell Wilson against – was it Russell Wilson against, against the Ravens? No, the Vikings. Vikings. No, against the no, Vikings. Against yeah. the Vikings, right, on Monday. Yeah, he was going to But you know what's the best moment of that – you know what's the best moment of that play? After that play, what? Booger McFarlane goes, God, the Vikings are finally getting lucky. They just have such a history of these plays going against them, like the Minneapolis Miracle – it's good for them to finally get one in their favor. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's does he still have two a job? Of my favorite booger moments behind in the Bills Texans game this year, with the Bills facing a third and ten with fifteen seconds left and no timeouts, down by three. He says they should run it and spike it. No, he did not. Yes. That's classic. Is, What's your third favorite? The draft, the pre-draft. It might have been let's have fun. Honestly, there are just so many moments from that Bills Texans game. I would want my favorite Booger McFarland mm-hmm. moment is the first time we saw him in the chair. Yeah, I mean, it was just out of nowhere. They're like, now we're sending it down to Booger, and I'm like, that's that's real. Yeah, and then it's a real guy in a floating chair. Honest. Do we think Booger McFarland has his job because they get content out of him from people like? getting excited to see his bad takes. Like, I mean, the serious. No, like, I just, I, I mean, well, I mean, they, they, I they, they were, he went up the ranks, yeah. right? In ESPN, yeah. he played football. And so that helps. He won a Super Bowl, Right. And I mean, when he was in that chair, it was funny, but he also was pretty good when he was only talking about defensive and offensive line play. Yeah. But then he starts talking about stuff like, you know, running and spiking and it's just not his area of expertise. And then you yeah. pair him up with Testaverde. It just Testator, yeah. Testa- oh my god, I said Vinny Testaverde. Yeah. Okay, we're moving on from that. It just, <laughs> it's don't worry it about him. Just keep going. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they want to keep Booger. It seems like they were going to offer Peyton Manning like twenty million dollars. Yeah, just to replace. Them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we should lay off. Booger. Yeah. So, what's yeah. age the best? Um. I would say the, those Legion of Boom Seahawks crowds. Yeah, yeah. the crowd. For sure. I mean, crowd. the Seahawks crowd is still good today, but it's not the same. It really isn't. Um, I mean, just like the Seahawks weren't a great home team this year. Um, and just mm-hmm. then they were just... Weren't they 8-0 on the road? Something like that. It was weird. Yeah, 3-5 at home. Yeah, and here they were just invincible at home and just... I mean... I thought that my sound was – I felt yeah. like the sound on the broadcast was off when Troy um, and Joe Buck started talking, and it was just so much quieter than the crowd. Yeah, but literally – And a few times they're like, oh, the booth's still shaking here. Well, literally you start the video – like literally as soon as you click on the YouTube video, there's just an infusion of sound because yeah. it starts right before the game, which is when they're raising the 12th man flag, and – um. Just they're going ballistic, and I actually I had a fun little personal game where whenever it would go to the crowd, I would try to figure out which number twelve was an Aaron Rodgers jersey and which number twelve was a twelfth man jersey. Yeah, I thought about that. Yeah, and there there were it was pretty <laughs> and how'd split. Go? Like there were a lot. Of I would like imagine jerseys. having such a good fan base 
that you're you'll spend sixty dollars for a jersey that says number twelve on it. Yeah, and that's it. They've retired. Couldn't number see 12. the Redskins. I mean, it's it's that that crowd is absurd. There will never be another NFL crowd like that. Josh, do the Seahawks get to be called a dynasty? I don't know if they're a dynasty. They're a dominant yeah. team of an era. But they're oh man! Like I think if you really, if you I win one Super Bowl and make two, I don't know if that's a dynasty. Yeah, exactly. had they won both, maybe they, they were dominant right. for a few years there. But I don't know about dynasty. Yeah. Well, you know what? I will say one thing though. To a certain point or extent, they're still in the dynasty. It's not the same way. But as long as Russell Wilson's still their quarterback, there's a case. Right. I, I mean, it's sort of like guess, the Packers with it. Brett Favre. They had their peak sort of at the beginning where they win the Super Bowl one year and then lose the next year, and then they make the playoffs for a while. Do you think Russell Wilson will win a ring at any further point in his career, Josh? I think, it gets right now? I think the Seahawks think so. need to be better than they are right now. But that doesn't really answer the question. Yeah, I mean, I don't know just because – there are so many – there's, like, so much talent in the NFL right now. I mean, I think there's a chance that the Seahawks may just be past their point. And they may just have to settle for being a playoff team every year. Um, that would suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. No, I I think Russell will get – I don't know if Russell will get a ring. Sorry, Sammy, I'm going to answer your question. I don't know if Russell will get a ring with the Seahawks, but I think I if he – I think – no, he just signed a massive leave. extension. He's he's the Seahawks yeah. for life. Speaking of what speaking of bad quarterback leaving takes, Yoni, uh, Deshaun what? Watson, they picked up his option. Yeah, for next year. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I'm saying that. All right. Also, okay. it was just yeah. sad to watch this game to see what happens when you put good players around Aaron Rodgers. Like just juxtaposing this with the draft that we just had, and then seeing him surrounded by. Yeah. Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and Eddie Lacy and a young Devontae Adams. Yeah. It's just... They had, they had an absurd amount yeah. of talent on that team. And Aaron Rodgers... Was and, like, Aaron Rodgers is not the same quarterback now that he was then. But no, it's still just sad to see, like, just how badly they screwed this draft up. Yeah. The, their draft was yeah. god-awful. Um, yeah. but quick plug for the uh, website I got to for my article of draft grades I had the NFC North so I was covering them and I was looking at all their draft picks they only drafted one running back yeah. and one tight end as far as they, like skill position they drafted goes. a tight end really late right uh, in the pretty, third no, round it like, was I a huge third reach round. Joseph Deguar yeah all right, so that yeah, I didn't um, even remember his name, but I'm pretty sure there were still a lot of other talented tight ends. On Troutman the was they still also there. Took, uh, AJ, they also took AJ Dillon, which in the second round, it's, yeah, they the, covered their two. So AJ, on their they took AJ Dillon with the 62nd pick, and which also I, made no I didn't sense. mind that pick. I guess I'm in the minority. AJ though. Dillon no, like was it, not in PFF's top 250 prospects. But where'd he rank him on running backs? Like, I get he's not a top 250 prospect, but if they're... I don't like looking at it as an overall... Then take, then well, take when you him later. When you don't position. need a running back, though. Yeah, and then if you like, want a running but, back, take but him I, The reason I, I don't mind the pick is because I think that with Matt LaFleur, that last year it was really built on the running game, and I think that they thought that Aaron Jones could really be the guy who could do, like, the three-down thing, but it just seems like if they were able to get a guy like Dylan who can catch, you know, play third I mean, down. But Jamal Williams that it would help very Aaron good. Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, is, but Jamal is, is Williams Dylan, is, Jamal Williams is, isn't that great at either of those two things. He's just a Dylan very a solid running back. Receiver? Is I'm pretty sure that's what I read about him, but I don't right, know. Because, I didn't watch him in college. I don't know, because just watching last year, Jamal Williams is like he a was decent, a great like, pretty good receiver out of the backfield. So like if you want someone to upgrade your backfield and Dylan's a good receiver, you might, you might as well draft him. Where did Ty Montgomery end up? Sorry, just yeah, I don't think he's been on the Packers. Packers in yeah, he was. Wasn't he yeah, on the Ravens? He has, yeah, he was on the, yeah, he was on the Ravens. He was Ravens, Bills. Was it Bills or Jets he went on after that? Like I don't know. I don't know where yeah, he is. AJ Dillon only has like. 21 career college receptions in three years. 
I mean, and last year Jamal Williams caught thirty nine. I feel like balls we should really we should really talk about the game. <laughs> I think <laughs> Sammy messes up on the table. I don't know. We should talk I mean, about the game. We're over the hour mark, yeah. and we haven't done what's age the best or what's age the worst. Yeah, but we started off we with what's age the best. We started the, the best. Crowd, then sort of got sidetracked. Yeah, and that led to us worst. talking about the Packers draft. Yeah, which I think what is the worst is probably Packers, like just surrounding Roster. Packers surrounding Rogers with talent. Yeah. This might be a bad take, but I think Marshawn Lynch's celebration age the worst. I understand his whole thing. The handshake. Yeah, like come on, your teammates are trying to celebrate with you. And you're like, you he just, just grabbed his watch. It annoys me that he walks right past the front line of the end zone and then just turns yeah. around because it's not what you do. Like, you're like, your crowd's the best kind of football. Give them something to like. If Marshawn Lynch had busted out some sort of celebration there, the crowd literally would have, like, it would have been yeah. an earthquake level again. And it's just like, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I never, my really, question, I thought the, I thought the only here so I don't get fine things funny, but like, when you're on the field, let some emotion show. My my, my question is, Joe Buck yeah. needs to define what he considers a disgusting act that's unfortunate that needs to get be shown on yeah. their air. I mean, Randy yeah. Moss fake mooning the Green Bay crowd leads to a five-minute tirade, yeah. but Marshawn Lynch just grabbing his crotch as he scores a game-winning touchdown. Like, he, he needs <laughs> to really explain what, yeah. what reaches disgusting yeah. level and what doesn't. That's a good point, Josh. I like that. Uh, I think another thing that's aged the worst is Eddie Lacy oh, as, a, as a player in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, he had so much talent in this game. He just, yeah. He, yeah. He, was, he, was playing he just so decided well. to like, show up this earlier. He was bouncing off players. Like, he was – like, I was thinking about He's like a young – Derrick Henry. Marshall mentioned this game. But he's like Derrick Henry. Yeah. Like, Albert, like, he's a lot like yeah. Derrick Henry. Yeah. He was just bouncing off players, playing amazing, and then – Chosen well, just that. objectively, right? The Alabama. There have been five Alabama running backs drafted in the top two rounds in the past decade. There's Mark Ingram. There's Eddie Lacy. There's Trent Richardson. There's Derrick Henry, and there's Josh Jacobs. And by all accounts, Eddie Lacy should have joined the other three, but he's sort of in between now. Trent Richardson and the other three. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he just didn't. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I didn't read much about like his story or whatever he did, but it just didn't seem like he took too much time out of his day to like yeah what happened Take was he just showed up at training yeah. camp the next year fat and out of shape and he never recovered from that he would be on the seahawks within two or three years yeah and not productive i mean he was it i Poor mean guy. he did it to himself i know i, I know he did it to himself but i i just was yeah he was fun to watch him yeah I, uh, what other awards are there well, the best crowd reaction, I don't think it goes to one or like the best. Like, normally I do it for the fans, but it can also be crowd, and I think it deserves to go to the crowd. And we already covered them, but the Seahawks crowd, like, they just deserve the award. They were awesome. Yeah, I mean, the moment after the, um, John Ryan threw the touchdown to Gilliam, that was my favorite crowd moment of the game. Yeah. Just seeing Gilliam and then the Seahawks fans going crazy behind him was a great picture. Yeah. I think it's also just going yeah. really quickly back to Eddie Lacy. Part of what was bad is he started fumbling a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yes, it was yeah. mostly the out-of-shape thing. Well, I would say also just what's aged the best is just Mason Crosby as a whole. I mean, he's still just – it's kind of incredible just how he's been consistently productive. But he almost got cut last year. Yeah, but he turned yeah, he it did. around. Um, yeah, but he went 0 for 5. And yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, Mason Crosby is awesome. Know. I don't know if he's aged the um, best. I mean, yeah. um, just his kick – he was also already the leader. Like I yeah. think then he's declined his, anything, but he's he's still very his good. His kick to send it to overtime is a great kick. I mean he's kick it's a forty eight yard field goal in the most highly pressure situation and the hardest road environment in twenty four mile an hour wins. I mean that's a very hard yeah. kick and he just calmly drilled it. No. Crosby was great. Yeah. Um do we have any other awards that we're forgetting from past ones? Or... I would say what's aged the worst. I mean, Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers looked to be on pretty good terms during this game. And that very quickly deteriorated. Mike McCarthy's career, he now has to go. Co- he's now coaching. Yeah, but I mean, just the Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers relationship. Yeah, more for the relationship yeah. than his career. Because, I mean, like Dallas isn't 
like a bad place to go coaching. Unless you have to be the next. Well, right. I don't think. I mean, I don't think Mike. I've never Uh thought Mike McCarthy was a particularly great coach. I just think he's not Jason Garrett, which is good for them. But um, overall, I've never been very impressed by Mike McCarthy. Yeah, no, I wasn't saying he was great. It's just like it would suck to be the next puppet. Yeah. In Dallas. Because that's what Jason Garrett was. Um, no, I think the coaching genius from the Packers this game came from Dom Capers, who overall has just always been a defensive genius, and their defense was just incredible mm-hmm. in this game. Yeah. The defense stepped up. Stepped up. I, I honestly didn't remember it being so good. Like, when all the interceptions at the beginning of the game were thrown, I, I didn't even remember that, to be honest. And it happened, and I was like, wow. So, yeah. Uh, any last takes from anyone, or Sammy, you want to close us out here? Tell me. No, I'm not. Yoni, you're good, yeah. Josh? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, it does show the Seahawks' luck just had to run out. I mean, they got incredibly lucky to win this game, and then a Jermaine curse catch happened. And there's a point where they just couldn't hit the jackpot enough times, and it, the pendulum completely just went in the other direction. I mean, yeah, yeah. We we should do that game as rewatchables yeah. eventually. Um, we'll get to that, Manny. Don't worry. Just we'll so you can only get so many miracle plays. Yeah, sports. They they did. That is sports. Uh, so I think we're all good here. I've thoroughly enjoyed recording yeah. today. Sammy, bring us home. Uh, yeah. Welcome home. Oh, thanks. Uh, All right. So, reminder. A reminder. What were you going to say? I was going to do it if I wasn't sure if you were still doing it or you were just bringing us home. I was confused. Well, he brought us home and now he's going to let us in the house. All right. The reminder is. No, don't do this. The reminder is that either tonight or, you know, early tomorrow, we'll be posting four articles on floaterpod.com. Um, we're all going to be evaluating some teams' drafts, two divisions each. We've kind of prefaced that a little bit today and in the past few podcasts. Also, tomorrow, we will have Open Mic Thursday, which is always a fun time. I uh, never know what you're going to get. Friday is the beginning of part two of the best players at any position series, and it will be point guards. So that's exciting also. Um, yeah. Am I forgetting anything? Check out the Instagram at the floater pod. New graphics every day. Um, we're. Mind if I say one last thing, Sammy? Yeah. Uh, also make sure to tell your friends to listen to the pod, listen to any episodes you haven't yet listened to. Thank you for listening this far as well. Sorry, Sammy. I just wanted to get that in. All right. Sammy, you got three more takes for us? Yeah. Um, Yoni and Josh, I have three more takes for you guys. Oh, not there. Aaron, you're going to have to sit this one okay. out. Fine. Right. So, basically, first of all, stay home. Second, stay safe. Oh, 